You're listening to Randall Parker's Film Club with me, Randall Parker. So on today's podcast, we'll be running through the usual dog shit. We're going to review a couple of films, have a few film facts, answer a few of your emails, a film face-off and a Randall recommends. So it's just me for now. I've managed to sneak half hour off without that fucking giant Ken whilst he's had some alone time with his Natalie Cassidy fitness DVD. The bloke is fucking obsessed, I tell you. Pull up a poster of him in the bedroom, imagine waking up to that every morning. Tell you sharing a bedroom with him isn't as much fun as you'd think, like the other night I was in bed just dropping off. And he does one of those, you know, leg twitches that you do. Ripped a big fucking hole in my red wolf t-shirt that I wear to bed. Anyway, enough about that, kid. Let's have one of these. Randall Parker's Film Fact. Hollywood actor Ben Affleck says that even though he looks like he does, he doesn't wear too much deodorant. Randall Parker's Film Fact. Another one of those later in the show. So how's your week been? Good, I hope. Uh, Love seems to be in the air here in Edgebury as Dozy Prick, Slow Francis and Donna have set a date for the wedding. They'll be tying the knot in a few weeks down at the church. Give it about four months. Uh, As I said last week, their relationship's been up and down more times than Ron Jeremy's arse. Apparently, uh, when I was off on my travels, Donna's ex-husband arrived back on the scene and one night last April, Francis comes into the gaff and Mark is there, her ex, playing with the kids and Francis ended up putting him in hospital. Now, he didn't beat him up or anything like that. He spilt a red-hot cup of bovril all over Mark's cock when he tripped over the rug in the living room. Poor Mark spent the best part of two months in the Burns unit. Francis does like his bovril to have quite a thick consistency. Uh, once the dust had settled from that, they got back together. Then one night in bed, Donna says she thought that the best defensive manoeuvres in Warhammer was probably the cybernetica list, with tech priest cohorts as troops. And Francis flipped his fucking lid. There are other examples, like the time Francis gave John Wick, all one word, a bag of skittles, and John Wick went ape shit and started to pull in his cock so hard he fainted. But I can't be asked to tell you more. Uh, still on the theme of love whilst I was away mum and Mr White got a divorce then the other day when I came back she mentioned to Mr White that she purposefully fucked up that DNA test that me, Mr White and that Dutch bloke took fucking ages ago now they're back dating I say dating fucking that back bedroom reeks of sex Uh, everyone seems to be getting their share well apart from poor old Randall that is Uh, I better be dead good at shagging I'd still love to see a pair of ladies busters. I mean, I have seen some on the telly like, but I'd love to see a pair live, but they're amazing. Well, the other night I signed up to Tinder, swiped right on every female between the ages of 18 to 94 within 100 mile radius of my house. Well, I'm yet to hear back, but I suppose these things take time, don't they? Emails. Right, folks, on to emails, the part of the show where you are the star. I say star. More like a minor role. You know the role, don't you? Not the main baddie. His daft fucking mate that does all the hard graft. You know, he's the comic relief, usually played by some actor off American TV who's trying to break into film. So we've had a couple since last week, so let's crack on. First one goes, Dear Randall, I went to the cinema the other day to watch a film in 4DX. 
Now, if you don't know what 4DX is, it's where they show you a film, you wear 3D glasses, the seats vibrate when there's an explosion, and smoke gets blown into the room. And if it's raining or something, they spray water in your face. Look, pal, I know it sounds shit, but believe me, you haven't experienced Super Mario Brothers until you've watched it in 4DX. What I would like to know is, what do you think the next big step in the cinema experience should be? Warm regards, Peter Capaldi. Fucking hell, Pete, that sounds like a fucking nightmare. Just imagine watching a porno in 4DX. But deep in that shit email, there's quite a good question. What do I think the next big step in the cinema experience should be? Well, personally, all this 3D wank and 4DX and IMAX sounds right crap to me. Uh, there's fuck all wrong sitting in a dark room watching a film, is there? Uh, you don't need to add a fucking gimmick to it. It's the outside bit that needs to be improved, the, the foyer of the cinema. Firstly, bring down the fucking prices of the food. Secondly, get some staff who haven't got a fucking attitude problem. You go there, you're early for your film, and show them your ticket, and they say all snotty, they're still cleaning the screen. And you're sat outside for fucking ages, what they're doing? Steam cleaning the fucking carpets. All you've got to do is pick up a can of pop and a couple of toffee crisp wrappers. I mean, why have them at all? Why can't you be automated like train stations are? You never see any fucker at the train station, do you? Hope that's answered your question, Peter. On to the next email. Actually, Peter, thinking about it, they'd have those pick-and-mix things, don't they, at the cinema, where you can choose sweets and be charged about 100 quid for four lumps of fudge? Why is that the sole realm of sweets? How's about a pick-and-mix for crisps? You could fill a bag up with quavers, wattage, french fries, salt and vinegar, cheese and onion and so on, and be charged by the weight. What a fucking brilliant idea that is. Yeah, I surprised myself there. Mind you, thinking about it, you'd probably lose money on it being done by weight, wouldn't you? You could fill a bin bag full of skips and it'll only cost you about 12p. Hmm, shame that. I know, do it by volume, small, medium, large bags. Tell you what, I'm a fucking genius, I am. Right. Uh, next email goes, Dear Randall, Dear Randall, a while back, I was on my way to work and I was at the bus stop, humming my favourite tune whilst listening to it on my earpods. The man who was standing at the stop attracted my attention and said to me he recognised the tune and it was his favourite too. I immediately found him sick to work and went back to the man's place and fucked the anus off him. This was about four weeks ago and I'm now up the duff and have a bad case of itchy vag. But these are the perils of letting him go in raw, I suppose. But my question to you is this. Have you ever had a chance encounter somewhere public that has changed the course of your life? Best wishes, Liz MacDonald. Oh, better out than in. Ah, well, congratulations, Liz, on your good news. Uh, don't think I've had any chance encounters like that. I met Big Ken at the fire of the Woolworths back in the early 80s, when we were both rescued by the same fireman. Does that count? Changed my life, not for the better. Now, not now he's ripped my fucking Red Dwarf t-shirt. Uh, thanks for the email, Liz, but not really sure how that fits in with the film podcast dynamic, but thanks anyway. Now, I didn't think it'd be long before we heard from this turd. Strange sounds from the dark corridor. Yep, the clunge has been in touch. His email goes, Dear Randall, I would like to say that it's great to have you back on the podcast scene, but I simply cannot lie. Quite the explanation of why you've been away for such a long time. I was talking to a friend of mine who works in the local press and asked him to do a bit of digging into the revelations from your podcast last week. And, unsurprisingly, there's absolutely no mention of a rescue of anyone from pirates within the last 12 years. 
I think perhaps you came to this explanation whilst watching the film Captain Phillips recently, and in fact you have been in prison for flashing your private parts at local children. Yes, I feel that is more your level. I do hope that at some point in the near future you meet with some sort of accident in which you lose the ability to speak. The past 18 months or so have been pure bliss. I beg you to stop. Regards the Dark Corridor. Just fuck off, you twat. No one asked your opinion. I remember the night I was drugged and sold to the pirates. You were there, yeah, talking to the Warhammer wankers. I wouldn't have put it past you to have supplied them with the fucking sleeping tablets they put in me vimp down. As for the lack of news of me being rescued, have you heard of the official secrets act, mate? It was a hush-hush mission, you fucking prick. No one's supposed to know anything about that. Mind you, I suppose talking about it on your podcast has fucked that up a bit, yeah. But still, there's only 12 people listening. It doesn't matter, does it? Uh, so that's all the emails for this week. Thanks to two out of the three people who wrote in. Uh, if you have a film-related question, then why not drop me a line? The email address, as always, is randallparker1971 at gmail.com. Emails. Now I'm back. I've been doing the rounds, chatting to people, you know, catching up. And I was chatting to Tommy Slippers the other night when I was down the chippy. Fuck's sake, and I'm doing my podcast. What? Without me? Well, it is called Randall Parker's Film Club, not Randall and the Medically Diagnosed Giants Film Club, is it? But I love helping. Fuck off, Ken. You finished wanking then? Yeah. What's all that down the front of your jumper? Er, uh, nothing. Did you finish over your jumper? Oh, I had a little accident. Don't worry, it'll rub in. Fuck's sake, Ken, go and change your fucking jumper. Not finishing this podcast with you sat there with knob grot all down your guts. Oh, fuck off. Randall Parker's Film Fact. Barbie star Margot Robbie said that even though she does shit, she only does one once a month. They're rock hard and really dark, she said in an interview with British Vogue recently. Randall Parker's Film Fact. I think we've got one more of those later in the show. I'm sorry about Ken, boys and girls, he's a fucking beast. No wonder Alison fucked off. Where was I? Oh yeah. Uh, now I'm back, I've been doing the rounds, chatting to people and catching up, you know. I was chatting to Tommy Slippers the other night when I was down the chippy, and he told me that he's been entered into this year's Tramp of the Year, an annual event being held in the Midlands Hotel in Manchester. Now Tommy is Birmingham's entrant, where, you know, he'll be judged on various tramp-like activities such as looking for fag ends, chatting shit, grid pissing, and talking wank to people. Uh, good luck with that, Tommy. Uh, I think it's sometime in June. I wasn't paying attention. I was waiting for Pete Arnold to serve me with large chips, mushy peas and two rounds of bread and butter. Now, a lot of people get confused with, with homeless people and tramps. Being a tramp or tramping is something totally different to being homeless. Uh, now, an interesting fact about being a tramp is you don't have to be homeless to be a tramp. Tommy, in fact, lives with his ex-mother-in-law. Well, in a dog kennel in her backyard, but he gets post and shit. Uh, Every town's got a tramp, hasn't it, you know? Uh, that weird bloke who wears a kilt, shouts at the pigeons, walks around with a Tesco bag full of empty Coke cans, you know the one. Can I come back in now? If you really have to. Looking very smart now, Ken. Yeah, I thought I'd get changed for later. Well, what's happening later? Uh, nothing. So on to reviews for this week. 
Later on, we'll be reviewing a film from 1998, but firstly, we'll be reviewing a film that what Big Ken and I went to see down at the cinema the other day, called The Iron Claw, and it's directed by some bloke called Sean Durkin. I tell you, Ken, you know, when we was watching this down the cinema, I'm sure that old bloke in front of us kept farting the dirty bastard. Now, this is a true story about the Van Eric wrestling dynasty. Tell you what, Ken, hit that button. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, this is still on at the cinema, so if you don't want to know what happens, then fast forward through this bit. Uh, so it stars the bloke that have our skill musical in it. He's a wrestler bloke and his dad's a right twat and makes him beat up blokes in the ring like what wrestlers do. And then the dad thinks, this lad's a bit shit, let's get his brother in on the action. And they form a wrestling tag team and they're quite good at it. Then the other brother is told by the police he can't go on holiday to Russia and throw plates at the Olympics. So he comes home and joins them wrestling. Now this opportunity to go and fight, you know, for the world title comes up and only one of them can go. So the dad decides to pick the skinniest of them to go over to Japan, beat some people up, and whilst he's over there, he pukes blood and drops dead. So the plate-throwing brother takes his place, wins the world title, and after winning comes home, he says, I'm going to go for a ride on my bike, and his foot comes off. So the high school musical bloke thinks, fuck, I'm shit at doing the wrestling on me, Todd. And dad says, hang on a minute, there's this other brother that we've, you know, stashed away, let's bring him in. Fuck, fucking hell there's loads of them mum and dad must have been on the nest never left the fucking bed uh, poor mum I bet her snatch looks like a yawning donkey after this look came out of it because the big lads you know so this other brother then has a scrap and fucks his arm up then he goes to hospital and they fuck it up and now he's a bit slow not liking being slow he then takes a load of tablets and tops himself then the one footed brother who by now has become a wrestler with one leg gets sad and tops himself and the high school musical bloke and his dad have them moan at each other and the film ends. Fucking hell, I'll tell you what, there was more deaths in this than the dialed films added together. I'll tell you what, if it hadn't have been a true story, I would have thought, what a load of fucking bollocks. In fact, after you watch the film, you think, hang on, let's check this shot and go on Google-like and see how much of this is bollocks. But there's more. They left a fuckload more deaths out because it would have got a bit too sad. Now, I don't think, you know, Ken you know, uh, took to this quite well because uh, when the lights came on afterwards he was sobbing like a fucking baby. I haven't seen him like that since the end of Notting Hill. Having said that, the CGI was amazing. The high school musical lad looks really good and sometimes it looks like he really did get all muscly and have a monk's haircut in real life. So ratings-wise, I'm going to put this on a par with something like Titanic's because Titanic's had 307 scream deaths and the crappiest character survives in that too. That was The Iron Claw. Watch that if you'd like to see sweaty men in underpants slap each other a lot. Just like to say a big thanks to Kung Fu Dan, who works down the cinema. Uh, uh, for about 100 quid, you know, he gives you an unlimited pass and you can see all the films you want. Yeah, you just give him a call before the film starts and he lets you in through the fire escape. Randall Parker's Film Fact Lesbian actress Rebel Wilson puts her amazing weight loss down to the fact that she doesn't eat out as much as she used to. Randall Parker's Film Fact Fucking hell, Ken, have you got aftershave on? 
Just a little bit. It's fucking vile. I need to have a word with you, lad, about some of your habits. They're getting out of hand. What do you mean? Like the other night when I got home and I was hit with the smell of you boil washing your pants in the slow cooker. But you're not perfect. Fuck off, Ken. Oh, by the way, your helmet stinks. Well, I like getting it out and having a play with it. Last night I was dropping off and you just got it out and the reek just woke me up. Oh, it's disgusting, lad. I could hardly give me pot noodle down. It smells like rotting fish. But it reminds me of happier times. I love that moped. It's all I've got left since the accident. Well, give it a wash. Spray some Febreze in it or something. Randall Parker's Film Face-Off So, on to this week's Film Face-Off, where we take two films which are, you know, similar to each other and compare them and see which one you should watch. I say that, but there's no law that says you can't watch both of them. So both of these films have the theme of an old man who feels out of place in today's society and angry at the world until he meets a younger person who changes their view on the world and they form an unlikely bond with each other. That's right, this week's films are the film Gran Torino from 2008 and Pixar's film Up from 2009. Now, Up has a very sad bit at the beginning where you see why the old bloke's a miserable twat, but in Gran Torino you do get Clint Eastwood saying some very saucy language. In Gran Torino you see Clint uh, duff up a couple of nasty kids, but in Up you do get a talking dog. In Up, a lot of the main action comes from the fact the old duffer wants one last adventure before his time on Earth is up, where all Clint seems to want to do is teach some streak of piss about tools and talk a lot. But for me, the winner of this week's film face-off is Up, mainly because the reason there's a, you know, there's a fuckload of balloons in it, and who doesn't love a balloon? Also, Gran Torino got marked down for the fact that during the film, Clint tells one of his neighbours that he installed the steering column in his Gran Torino at the factory at Ford, and we all know the Gran Torinos of that time were made in Loran, Ohio, and none of the Torino models were ever assembled in the Metro Detroit area Ford plant. After he said that, it put me right off the rest of the film. Randall Parker's film face-off. Tell you what I missed whilst I was away. Uh, it was a fucking good fry-up. So yesterday morning I went along to the Britannia Caf and I had a fat fuck breakfast. Four eggs, four sausage, four bacon, four toast, beans, tomatoes, mushrooms, black pudding and a mug of tea. Oh fuck, I made myself hungry there again. Uh, you can always tell the quality of a fucking good fry-up by the plate, can't you? Uh, you know, if it's one of them oval ones, you know, you're on to a winner. Right, on to our next film review for this week. Uh, and after watching that fucking bloodbath at what is the Iron Claw, thought I'd better do one with a similar body count. So with 255 on-screen deaths, our second film from 1998, it's called Saving Private Ryan and is directed by Steven Spielberg. Now this film is set in the World War, the main one, uh, and there's this big fuck-off battle at this beach and fuckload of blokes are getting dead and what's his name, uh, Follish Gump, manages to dodge all the fucking bullets and shoot some Germans and win the shooting. Now when he gets to the top of the hill, that's what's next to the beach, his boss says there's a load of brothers that what are dead and there's only one left. Well, fucking hell, a bit like the Iron Claw, I suppose. Uh, now instead of nipping off to kill Hitler, Follis Gump now has got to go with his bunch of his mates and rescue Matt Damon, who is off somewhere else doing some shooting to some Germans. So that's what they do. Uh, Spit like Lord of the Rings, where they spend fucking ages walking around and moaning all the time, you know. 
Anyways, uh, they find Matt Damon, who says, fuck off, I'll only come if you help me kill these Germans, uh, which they do. And then they all die, apart from Matt Damon, who goes off and becomes an old man doing some blarting in a graveyard. What with Steven Spielberg doing this, you would have thought he'd have chucked a spaceship or some dinosaurs in there, but nah, nothing like that. Ratings-wise, I'm going to put this on a par with Drinking Treacle, because yes, it's good, but it takes fucking ages. Uh, that was Saving Private Ryan. Watch that if you enjoy seeing Vin Diesel dying a slow death in the rain. So, right, on to... Uh, no, I think that's all I've got for you this week. thought I've got something else, but I haven't. Must be going fucking mad or something. Oh, hang on. Randall recommends. I knew there was something else. Uh, the part of the show that what I recommend a film that to watch you should watch. Now, Ken said that this is cheating, but uh, I told him to fuck off. It's my show. I can make the rules. I'll go along if I want, so he can shut his fat fucking gob. Uh, the film that what I'm recommending this week is one we reviewed last week and is called Barbie. Yeah, it's a great watch, lots of fun, and if you're in the house on your own and the wife has taken the kids to her mum's, it's a great film to have a drain off to. Since last week, I've watched this seven times, and I'm spent, I tell you. Nothing's coming out at the end of it but dust at this point. It's like when you open some talcum powder up and you just get that little puff coming out. So that's Barbie. Get it watched. Randall recommends... So that really is all we've got for you this week. If you want to get in touch with the podcast... You ready, Ken? Yeah, we're nearly done. Francis, get the fuck out and take Carl with you. <coughs> what the fuck was that? He says don't use his dead name. He's fucking what? Carl is his dead name. He's transitioning. Fuck's sake. What a fucking prick. He now identifies as a droid. So let me get this right. He's now identifying as an android and not a bloke. <coughs> yeah, he is a isn't he? A droid, like in Star Wars, it's quite common. Are you one too? Yeah, that's his name now, are you one too? Fuck's sake. Anyway, what the fuck are you doing here and stinking up the place? Well, we've come for Ken. What do you want to bottom our giant for? It's me stag do. Alright, I'll get me stuff then. You're not invited, Randall. Well, I'm fucking coming. No, you're not wanted. Why? <coughs> yeah, what he said. Did he just call me a c-t? Well, you are a c-t. You're the c-t. You're a c-t. Now you're a c-t. You're the c-t. You're the c**t. You're a c**t. No, you're the c**t. Now you're a c**t. You really are a c**t. You're the 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 c**t. Now you're the c**t. You're the c**t. You're the c**t. You are the c**t. Now you're the c**t. You're the c**t. You're the c**t.